Hello and welcome to Live Full. My name is Joey Schwartz and this show is all about helping followers of Jesus experience the fullness of Jesus. In this episode, we're continuing our series on tongues, this time answering the question, how does the gift of tongues make us more like Jesus? That's where we're going. Let's get started. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Live Full. If you want to spread the word about this show and talk about what God's been doing in your life through it, you can leave a review. I'd encourage you to bring a friend or two into this series to do it together in the context of community. The study of God's word in general, and especially the study of the spiritual gifts, is best done in the context of community. When I first shared my experience of receiving the gift of tongues with my friends, they asked some really good questions just to ensure that this experience was in line with God's will. And as an aside, make sure that you have friends that will always challenge you and ask questions to ensure that your life is aligned with scripture. That's crucial. But they wanted to know when I received it, what it looked like for me to practice the gift, how it was influencing my faith. They were asking some really good questions as brothers, and their concerns were legitimate. All of them had seen examples of believers who start having more quote-unquote charismatic experiences, which were often accompanied with arrogance and pride and a distancing from correction and counsel, and sometimes a distancing from God's word. So out of genuine love for me, they wanted to know if I was headed in the same direction. And out of everything that I told them about the goodness of what God had done in my life, there was one comment that calmed their fears more than any other. I told them that after receiving the gift of tongues, I loved Jesus more than I ever had before. And when they heard that I loved Jesus more than I ever had before, they knew that the Spirit of God was producing real biblical fruit in my life through a real biblical gift. In the opening episode of this series, we said that the gift of tongues isn't the invention of a particular denomination. It isn't exclusively the outgrowth of the modern Pentecostal movement. It isn't a fad that's surfacing in the 21st century and will fade out soon. No, the gift of tongues is a gift from God. The same Jesus we love, tender and bold, merciful and just, kind and powerful, gracious and truthful. This Jesus, in perfect accord with the Father and the Spirit, decided to empower his people to pray in a language they had never learned. The gift of tongues is straight from the heart of Jesus. And if we will see the gift as a reflection of the giver, we can lay down our fears and hesitations and open our hands to what he has for us. This is true. Tongues are always a gift from the heart of Jesus. And at the same time, we have to acknowledge what is perhaps the greatest obstacle to believers leaning into this gift. Examples that appear to show exactly the opposite. People who speak in tongues or claim to speak in tongues who look nothing like Jesus. 
Perhaps it's a scarring family background where your parents spoke in tongues while also shoveling out emotional or verbal or physical abuse. Maybe it's the wound of an old church where a charismatic leader who spoke in tongues was exposed as a greedy fraud or sexual predator. Maybe it's watching a church or community that practices tongues, but it's so disconnected from scripture and dressed with fanciful practices and language that you have a hard time believing it's from Jesus. Or maybe it's a good friend who received the gift of tongues and then started to keep her distance from you because she thought that the gift brought her on a higher spiritual plane and your friendship was no longer equally yoked. Bad experiences can leave such a bad taste in our mouth toward the gift of tongues that we don't even want to be around it, much less desire it for ourselves. Jesus, yes, give us more of him, but this particular gift, it comes with so many problems, it'd be much safer if Jesus leaves this particular gift out of our faith. The problem with this approach is that it elevates our experience, no matter how difficult, above scripture. Experience isn't bad, it's just not authoritative. All experience must come under the test of scripture. And when we submit to the scriptures as our authority, writing off the gift of tongues as dangerous simply isn't an option. The scriptures say that the gift of tongues is a good gift from God. The scriptures say that the gift of tongues builds us up into the image of Christ. The scriptures say that we should desire the gift of tongues. And the inspired author Paul says that he wants us all to speak in tongues. I'm not telling you to forget about your bad experiences. I'm telling you to let the scriptures interpret your experience instead of the other way around. When we let God write the story on tongues, we're going to see that bad experiences aren't a reason to write off tongues. They're a good reminder of why we must test the gift of tongues. Because the true gift of tongues that comes from God through his spirit always edifies us into the image of Christ. Wherever tongues goes, you will see more Christ-likeness, more humility, more love, more overflowing praise to the King. Our working definition of tongues is a God-given, spirit-filled language that fuels prayer in the spirit and forms Christ in us. In this episode, we're going to do a deep dive on that final fruit. We're going to see how the gift of tongues builds Christ-likeness in us, and why Christ-likeness is actually the test of tongues. Let's dive in. gift of tongues build Christ-likeness? We need to start by seeing from the scriptures that the gift of tongues does indeed build us up into the image of Christ. We have to see this from the Bible. Where am I getting this from? 1 Corinthians 12 verses 4 through 7. Let me read it for you. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. 
for the common good. Did you see that? Every single gift from God is for the common good. It's so that the church may be built up into the image of Christ, as Ephesians 4.16 says. And Paul continues in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 8, listing out examples of these gifts that are for the common good, including in verse 10, quote, to another, various kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues, end quote. Then in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul lays out the nature of the gift of tongues, whereas prophecy is words from God we can understand that are meant to be spoken horizontally to people. Tongues are words from God we can't understand that are meant to be spoken vertically back to God. That's verse 2. The gift of tongues, in other words, is a prayer language. This is how the apostle, who said he spoke in tongues more than any of the Corinthians, practiced the gift. And so putting the two passages together, 1 Corinthians 12 and 1 Corinthians 14, the gift of tongues is a gift from God for the common good, and the gift of tongues is primarily practiced in prayer to God. That is really important to get. Let me put those two together. The gift of tongues is a gift from God for the common good. We see that in 1 Corinthians 12. And the gift of tongues is primarily practiced in prayer to God. That's from 1 Corinthians 14. Well then, if the gift of tongues is for the common good, and yet the gift of tongues is primarily practiced in personal prayer to God, then how does the gift of tongues build up Christ's likeness in the church? The key verse where we find our answer is 1 Corinthians 14 verse 4. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now, in episode number 37, we dove into this, but it's worth repeating here. This verse has been misinterpreted to say that the gift of tongues is a selfish kind of building up, like puffing up ourselves, whereas prophecy is a good kind of building up for the church. But that is not what Paul is saying. The word that Paul uses when he says that the one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself is oikodomeo, which always, always, always refers to a positive edification into the image of Christ. Oikodomeo, for example, is actually sharply contrasted with pride in 1 Corinthians 8.1 when Paul says that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Love oikodomeo. It's the same word he uses when he says that the one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, oikodomeo. So what is Paul saying here? He's saying that the gift of tongues edifies the speaker into the image of Christ. When we pray in tongues, the spirit sanctifies us, cleanses us, strengthens us, and multiplies the fruit of Christ's likeness within us. Why do you think Paul said that he wanted all of the Corinthians to speak in tongues? Would he have said that if the gift would have puffed up the whole church? No, he knew that the gift of tongues, oikodomeo, it builds up the one who prays so that they are brought closer into the image of Christ. As Paul constantly prayed in tongues, his heart was inflamed with love. His spirit was strengthened for ministry and his mind was helped into fruitful prayer. He wanted that for the whole church. So here's a really good question to ask here. That's great that the gift of tongues edifies the one who prays, but how does the gift of tongues edify the whole church? If gifts of the Spirit are for the common good, 
how does the fruit of tongues spread beyond the individual into the church? Or here's a more personal way of asking it. If I get the gift of tongues, how will my brother or sister be built up into Christ's image? And that's a really great and biblical question. Let me explain with a little analogy, and I hope this lands for you, but if you haven't been in a gym in a while, this might go over your head, but let me explain it. If you've ever stepped into a really big gym, you might see someone performing what looks like a really funny exercise with what looks like a pair of pliers. It's called a hand grip strengthener. So imagine someone at the gym just squeezing this plier looking instrument in their hands. They're essentially just squeezing this tool in their hands over and over again. What's the point of this exercise? To strengthen their hand muscles. The person is squeezing this instrument in their hand in isolation in order to strengthen the hand. So the hand is strengthening the hand. Now, why would you perform this exercise? I don't think anyone steps into a gym really wanting ripped hands. No, that's not why they're doing it. The reason why you use a hand grip strengthener is because when your hands are stronger, it helps you strengthen the rest of your body. When your hands are stronger, you can hold up more weight to do a dumbbell curl. When your hands are stronger, you can push up more in a bench press and strengthen your chest muscles. And when your hands are stronger, you can have a better grip for pull-ups and strengthen your back. In the exercise, the hand is just strengthening the hand. But when the hand is strengthened, the whole body is helped and built up. You get the point. The exercises use the hand to strengthen the hands, but strengthening the hands isn't the point. The point of strengthening your hands is so that your hands can build up the rest of your body. Do you see where I'm going with this? What are you doing when you're praying in tongues? You're using a gift from God to build up your own spirit. You're being protected, fortified, nourished, renewed by Jesus in prayer. Now, what effect does that have on the body of Christ? The same effect that strengthened hands have on the whole body when you're working out. What do you think happens when the Spirit of God builds someone up through the gift of tongues? They aren't made more selfish. They're made more loving, joyful, peaceful, patient, kind, good, faithful, gentle, and self-controlled. They are made more like Jesus, and Jesus spilled his blood to sanctify his church. The gift of tongues builds up the whole body because a person who is constantly praying in tongues will inevitably overflow in more good works, more encouragement, more power for the sake of the body of Christ. Like really strong hands, their strength isn't the point. They are strong in order to make the rest of the body strong. So let me bring this big analogy into a simple statement. How does the gift of tongues build up the body? The gift of tongues strengthens the speaker to overflow in spirit-filled service. Let me say that again. The gift of tongues strengthens the speaker to overflow in spirit-filled service. Practicing tongues makes the speaker more like Jesus, and as they are built up into Christ-likeness, they're more equipped to help others become more like Jesus. Let me bring this down to a personal level and talk about how this has worked out in my own life. Because God has used the gift of tongues to exponentially increase the consistency and fervency and enjoyment of my prayer life, which has led to more time abiding in the love and joy and peace of Jesus, 
I am exponentially more loving and joyful and peaceful than I was before receiving this gift. Not by my work or anything I did to earn it, but purely through the grace of God in this gift. And this strengthened spirit has really overflowed into my family, into my friends, into my close community. Because the flame of my love for Jesus is kept burning, I'm able to use my other spiritual gifts like preaching and faith with more zeal and care than I would have otherwise. When I consider how the gift of tongues has affected the people around me, it's truly difficult to think about how it hasn't affected the people around me. Because Everything that Jesus has done through me in the last couple of years has flowed through my time in prayer with him. And my time in prayer with him is sustained and fueled by the gift of tongues. One example of this is in my speech. In the book of James, the apostle tells believers to tame their tongue. And he says, can fresh water flow from the same fount as salt water? No, they can't come from the same fount. We need to have pure words flowing from our pure heart. And for me, when I'm praying in tongues, it's a constant reminder that the Holy Spirit of God dwells in me. And it makes no sense for me to pray in tongues in private and then use my words throughout the day to tear down. It's been an encouragement from the Spirit to have pure words flow through me in private, through the gift of tongues, and an encouragement in public. Secondly, the gift of tongues has also helped me stand against Satan and his schemes. This was actually the context in which I received the gift. My wife and I were undergoing more severe and dark spiritual attack than we ever had before. And for the first time in my walk with Jesus, I was genuinely afraid afraid of the potent presence of the enemy. And I felt like I lacked the tools to come against his power. And in the midst of my desperation, God gave me the gift of tongues. And for me, when I received this gift, I felt clothed with the protection of the Holy Spirit, endowed with the authority of Jesus. And my fear of Satan vanished. I experienced the truth of Ephesians 6.18 when Paul is talking about putting on spiritual armor to stand against Satan's schemes. And he closes it in this way, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with perseverance. The gift of tongues enabled me to pray in the spirit with a perseverance beyond my power. I was able to stand against and cast out the presence of the enemy, not in my power, but in the name of Jesus. The gift of tongues has not only allowed me to stand against the enemy for myself and for my family, but I've found that praying in tongues for other believers who are in the midst of spiritual warfare is an especially effective way to cast off demons and cover brothers and sisters in protection. Another way I've seen the gift of tongues build me up, which has in turn built up the body of Christ, is by making me more sensitive to the Holy Spirit's promptings every hour of the day. The best way I can describe it is that before receiving the gift of tongues, I would feel promptings from the Spirit like a slight breeze. And while I knew God was leading me, it would often be very difficult to discern exactly how he was moving or what he was saying. But through the gift of tongues, I had an hour-by-hour experience of the wind of the present spirit within me. And so naturally, I grew to know him better. And as I got to know the Holy Spirit better, I was better able to discern when he was prompting and where he was leading and what he was saying. 
My sense of the spirit, once like a slight breeze, turned into a gentle but powerful wind. I started receiving more dreams in the night and prophetic impressions from the spirit throughout the day. I started sensing the conviction of the spirit more sharply and directly than before. I started hearing him interrupt my conversations with believers more and more, wanting to speak something specific from the father into the heart of a son or daughter. And through all of this increased sensitivity to the Spirit, I was better able to encourage those around me toward Christ. All of this has been from Jesus and from His grace. And I just share this to show you how the gift of tongues directly connects to the fruit of Christ-likeness. Increased love, increased joy, peace, increased power to stand against the enemy, increased sensitivity to the spirit, which overflows in a desire for and practice of gifts like encouragement, prophecy, healing, and intercessory prayer. Time and time again with believers who have received the gift of tongues, I have seen God build them up into the image of Christ, which overflows through them to build up the whole body into the image of Christ. The hands are strengthened, but not for the sake of the hands. The hands are strengthened for the sake of the whole body. One more word here on the connection between the gift of tongues and Christ-likeness. According to 1 Corinthians 14, one way that the gift of tongues builds up the body of Christ is when God uses an interpreted tongue to speak a prophetic word to the body of Christ. Now, we're going to dive deep into the relationship between tongues and prophecy and biblical guidelines for it all in the next two episodes. So I'm not going to dive into that here. But we should know that when God leads someone to speak tongues, which are primarily meant for prayer as a prophecy and interprets it for the body, the gift of tongues brings all the benefits that prophecy brings to the body. But you already see right here, I'm spiraling too deep into this, and we're going to explore much more in the next few episodes. Okay, so we've answered the question, how does the gift of tongues build Christ-likeness? The gift of tongues strengthens the speaker, which overflows in spirit-filled service. Now, I want to close by talking about why growth in Christ-likeness is actually the best way you can discern whether the gift of tongues is truly from God. Paul says that when we pray in tongues, we are uttering mysteries in the spirit and our spirit is built up into the image of Christ. And this means that wherever there is a genuine practice of the gift of tongues, there will always be increased conformity into the image of Christ. Just like other miraculous signs, it's possible to manufacture tongues. There are probably countless cases in which believers have claimed to speak in tongues when their speech is actually just gibberish at best and at worst, a demonic spirit speaking through them that isn't from God. How can you tell the difference? In 1 John 4, the apostle tells us, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God, and every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. End quote. When it comes to testing the gift of tongues, John is telling us, don't believe every tongue, but test the tongues to see whether they come from God. How can we know whether they come from God? Because tongues that come from the Spirit of God will always confess Christ and conform us into Christ. 
they'll always confess Christ and conform us into Christ. In episode 19, we talked about discerning spiritual manifestations, and we did a deep dive there. But the questions that we mentioned in that episode are relevant here. How do we know that tongues are truly from God? You can ask, is the gift building up others in love? Is the gift increasing your affections toward adoration of and conformity to Jesus? Is the practice of the gift leading you to bear the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control? When the gift of tongues is strengthening you to overflow in spirit-filled service, when it's increasing your love for Jesus, when it is helping you bear more of the fruit of the Spirit, you can be sure that the Spirit is indeed uttering mysteries through you. I've talked to some believers here whose greatest hang-up around the gift of tongues is that they have watched people who claim to pray in tongues totally contradict their gift with crude language, hateful behavior, and an unholy life. And to this objection, I'd say that this is actually a great reason to doubt the genuineness of that person's gift of tongues. It's extremely unlikely that a person who is constantly praying in tongues is able to remain in unrepentant works of the flesh. I don't mean perfection, but I am saying that when someone is truly practicing the gift of tongues, they will increasingly, one degree at a time, grow into Christ's image in their speech, their conduct, and their love for others. And this, by the way, is the mistake of swinging to the extreme of believing that the gift of tongues is the ultimate evidence of salvation. It's not. If someone is claiming to speak in tongues, and yet their life is opposed to Christ, then they have very little reason to be assured of eternal life. The evidence of our salvation isn't the gift of tongues. The evidence of our salvation is the fruit of the Spirit. See 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 3-10. through 10. Jesus, you see, has purchased a people for his own possession who look like him, who are zealous for good works, and who will reflect his glory forever and ever in the new heavens and earth. The gift of tongues is simply a powerful way that God helps us know him, and become like him. We've covered how the gift of tongues makes us more like Jesus. Now, we're going to move into biblical guardrails for the gift of tongues. In the coming episodes, we're going to explore what the Bible says about how we should approach and practice the gift of tongues. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to this episode of Live Full, where our mission is to help followers of Jesus experience the fullness of Jesus. You can find articles, devotionals, resources, and podcast notes at caradox.com. And to stay updated on everything we release, sign up for our Three Things Thursday newsletter at caradox.com slash three things. Thanks to Charlie King for creating the music for this podcast. Thanks to our Caradox partners at Patreon for making this ministry possible. All of our listeners, thank you. This show exists for you. So thank you for listening and reviewing and spreading the word. Until next time, give your all to know and love and experience the fullness of Jesus. Because life to the full is life in Christ.